The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Monday the 27th of August. In your Squiz today, the massive amount of work ahead for our new Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. A suspected illegal boat arrival in far north Queensland. The life of John McCain. And Sunshine Coast Lightning take out their second netball premiership in as many years. This is your Squiz today. Claire, a lot has happened since we put out the squeeze on Friday morning. I'm sure no one missed the news that we have a new Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. We also have a new cabinet, notably with a new treasurer and a new foreign minister. Yeah, there was some pretty extraordinary political manoeuvring uh, on Friday and, and late last week that paved the way for Scott Morrison to become uh, our new Prime Minister. And I think an interesting fact on that, he's the first Prime Minister in our nation's history to get the job without challenging the incumbent, facing an election or replacing a Prime Minister who had died. So that just underlines really how weird things were last week. Julie Mm. Bishop has uh, resigned from the front bench and there's a question mark about um, what happens with her political future, whether she stands at the next election. She hasn't confirmed that yet. Uh, Josh Frydenberg, as you said, is our new treasurer. Uh, He is a significant Victorian Liberal Party member and uh, has had a pretty stellar career as he rises the um, rises in the ranks of of the party to become um, the deputy leader. And I guess um, really looking at what happened at the end of it all, Malcolm Turnbull gave a final press conference conference where he blamed the insurgents, uh, who he said were backed by powerful voices in the media. Uh, he blamed them for the destruction of his government, but still he looked pretty relaxed about it, I guess, is what you could say, and said that he had um, some great optimism for our country. And has Scott Morrison given us any indication of any changes in policy, any new direction under his prime ministership? Look, what been a lot said on the weekend about whether there would be changes on the policy front, but it doesn't really look like it at this point. He's pulled out the drought for special mention, and that's certainly going to be the focus of of um, the early part of his week this week. Um, also lots of talk about what they need to do to lock down the Catholic education system, who are pretty unhappy with changes to the funding model of education. Uh, and then by the end of the week, he's heading off to Indonesia to um, progress talks on the um, free trade agreement that we have with them. Notable exclusion from any ministry is Tony Abbott. Yeah, although he and Barnaby Joyce have been offered envoy special envoy roles, um, Barnaby Joyce has taken his up. He's going to be talking um, about the drought and Tony Abbott's been offered one according to reports that um, relates to Indigenous affairs and we'll see whether he takes that up. Yeah, and if you believe the polls, news poll conducted over the weekend shows voters are, in our new PM's words, disgusted by what happened over the weekend. It's the worst result in over a decade, with Bill Shorten now preferred PM, Labor leading the coalition 56 to 44, up from 51 to 49 on two-party preferred. So ScoMo has his work cut out for him. And one thing our new Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, is known for is, is stopping the boats. So it's as if on cue that a boat of suspected illegal immigrants have arrived last night 
north of Cairns. Although uh, authorities are, are really questioning whether they're asylum seekers or not, um, there was an interesting quote in The mm. Australian this morning where uh, one official source said that um, if it was a boatload of asylum seekers, normally when they hit land, the people smugglers have told them to stay put and claim asylum. But in this situation, they've fled. So 11 people have um, have been detained. They believe that there's about a group of 30 others who are believed to be hiding in croc-infested mangroves uh, near the Daintree River. So we'll see where that lands today. Mm. Um, And Senator John McCain died yesterday, Claire. We came to know him as the Republican candidate who ran against and lost to Barack Obama. But at 81 years old, his life was a lot more than that. He was just a few days shy of his 82nd birthday, and, and yes, he had a, a very big life. His father and grandfather were four-star um, U.S. Navy admirals. Um, I've read his um, book about his father's and certainly his background that he wrote, and he says that he was a fairly reluctant uh, entrant into the military. But, yeah, he was. Um, he got there, he was imprisoned and tortured for five and a half years after his capture by the North Vietnamese in the late 60s and early 70s and yeah was a war hero really and entered the um the political arena with the republican party uh he was known as a bit of of a maverick he um made a lot of trouble on the inside uh and certainly commanded the respect from from many across politics in the u.s so yeah lots of coverage coming out of the u.s about um his death and and certainly remarking on the end of an era Yeah, also coming out of the US this morning is news of a shooting, mass shooting in Jacksonville, Florida. It looks like multiple fatalities and sadly this is something we'll hear a lot more about this morning. Um, A new report says no alcohol is the only safe level of drinking. It's a bit sad news, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Look, it was um, a report saying, I guess, in contradiction to a lot of reports that, you know, a glass or two of red wine is good for you. What mm. it was saying is really there is no good or safe level of, of drinking. In fact, you know, all of it's bad. But, um, yeah, certainly I liked the professor who said that um, there's also no safe level of driving. Um, the governments don't recommend that you give up driving either. So perspective. there's, there's like risks it. in life wherever you turn, I guess. That's true. The Suncorp Super Netball final was held over the weekend in Perth. The West Coast Fever competing in their first ever grand final. Uh, unfortunately for the home team, it wasn't meant to be, though. Sunshine Coast Lightning beat them 62-59 to 59 in, a, in a very close match. Perth managed to attract, though, a record domestic crowd of over 13,700 people. So great news for netball. Um, what's the subject line today? The subject line today is M&M's um, from M&M's Lose Yourself, which of course would probably be the M&M song that most people know. And mm. and it's, oh, there goes gravity, which of course um, is pretty evident with the news poll result today when um, ah. you look at the um, consequences of everything that happened last week for the coalition. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty horrific. Congratulations to Kath Buckley, who won our $100 voucher last week. What have we got up for grabs for those who read the Squiz Today email each day this week, Claire? 100 bucks from Woolies. Awesome. So jump in the Squiz Today email for more news. And thanks so much for listening. We will chat to you tomorrow. The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. 
Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A quick message now from our podcast partner, BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP.